Welcome to week four of the 2019 Coaches Show. Coach Jensen, how's it going? Great. Great to be here. Big win the other night. Uh, 70-12 over Port Angeles. Thoughts on the game? Other than we scored a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, well, when you score three times with your defense, <clears throat> uh, it kind of makes, you know, the score gets out of hand sometimes and it gets downhill and the team can't recover from it. And that was kind of the way it went on Friday. I mean, Port Angeles came out and hit us on three huge, what we call uh, explosive plays. Um, and they were able to move the ball pretty well early, but then uh, we, we kind of caught up to their speed and uh, made some adjustments speed-wise. And, and then it was all kind of downhill after that. So then in the first half, we've got the uh, the number twos in and trying to get to halftime. And some of that is, is uh, not wanting to rub it in Port Angeles too much, but I know you took some delay of game penalties intentionally to try to just run some clock down, um, which, you know, we never want to rub anyone's face in it, and it was getting to be, like you said, a tough situation when they kept throwing the ball and we would pick it off and take it back. But uh, we didn't end up getting to halftime, so I thought you did a good job with that. And, in fact, you know, Port Angeles kids came out, and I thought they, they competed hard in the second half. I uh, was thinking it – Towards the end of the first half, I'm not sure what I would be thinking going in at halftime if I was a player or a coach. It's a tough spot to be in. But I think they came out and, and they played hard for the rest of the game. So you got to give them credit for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they didn't have – I think they only had 23, 24 kids suited up, something like that. I think they had 29 on their roster. Uh, just talking to a couple friends <clears throat> from up there that came down to watch the game, and they said they're, they're just struggling right now getting uh, – linemen out their skill guys are pretty decent they have good speed and but they're they have a lot of kids walking the halls that should be playing football that just aren't out there right now so they're struggling up front well you looked at their team last year when we went up there they had one more guys and two there were some big boys there that you just didn't see this time so that's unfortunate um i think they are having a little bit of success though this year maybe more than they were and they're like I said, give them credit for playing hard, and their coaches kept them going. And um, obviously, a tough situation on both sides when a game gets like that. Right. Now, I, I think the best thing they could do is just you know start start recruiting the halls and get more kids out. And you know that's just a, a process when you've changed coaches a lot. And this is you know the third or fourth coach in the last four or five years. Uh, you know you, you need to get that continuity and you kind of stick with one guy and let him build this program. So is there anything that stuck out? I mean, any, any things that you as a coaching staff felt, we did a really nice job in that. Obviously, it's, you know, you score a lot of points and you can look at that. But um, any of the kind of intangibles or things that people normally wouldn't see that jumped out as, as real positives for the team? Well, I think uh, we have like a standard what our expectations are in each position. And I thought our kids played to that standard rather than play to the level of our opponent. So from that aspect, that was really good. Um, like I said, we gave up a couple big plays early that, uh, you know, we've got to get that fixed. But uh, I, just, I just thought our kids competed well. They were good sportsmen. They didn't try to rub it in their faces. Uh, we were able to get the twos in, and Isaac Pierce was able to score a couple times. And, uh, so that was nice, and we got everybody in, and we were healthy. And, you know, now we just we start league this week, so – becomes a little more important. 
So we got the, the we talked about last week the Casey Willis Werner concussion. Is he going to be back, or are we still waiting to hear on that? Well, he's still in the protocol, and uh, until he gets cleared by our trainer or physician, um, he's out. So right now he's he is out as of this podcast. And then of course Cooper's still got a few more weeks to heal that finger. Right. Okay, so we thought it might be fun. If you, I don't know if you pay any attention to Mike Leach, but he's always an interesting interview. So we're not going to get too crazy. We're to ask you to talk about pirates or anything like that. But we are going to do a little speed round, real simple questions. All right. Okay. First thing that pops into your head. All right. Favorite movie of all time. Rocky one. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the clarification. There. <laughs> Favorite band. Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band. Okay. Do you have a song that goes with the favorite song from Bruce? Well, not well. There's several, but you you think of Bruce, you think of Born to Run. Okay, uh, McDonald's French fries or Burger King French fries? Used to be McDonald's is Burger King now. What made the change? They're just better now. I disagree. <laughs> All right, pizza or hamburgers? Oh, pizza. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Uh, two places you would like to go to watch a college football game? Notre Dame and Michigan. Okay, both good choices. Um, and then if you've noticed or heard Mike Leach talk about mascots last week, we're going to throw in a little mascot battle because we've had some of this conversation in talking about the NCAA tournament and who beats who. So this, the featured game this week, of course, got to start with Boise State. They are playing the UNLV Running Rebels. So who is going to win, a Bronco or a Rebel? Well, the infamous words of Mike Leach, he would say, well, the Rebel could have a weapon with him, and so naturally he'd be able to use that on the Bronco. Now, you have to assume that he's a good shot and yeah. can hit a moving target. Yes. Okay. Well, he is a Rebel, so. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we've got Forks coming up Friday night up in Forks. They are coming off an 8-7 victory over Granite Falls. They're 3-1 on the year. Uh, generally speaking, those kids up in Forks are a skookum bunch. You would know that having coached there. So, what do you? What are your thoughts on Forks coming up this week? Well, first of all, um, they'll be the the best coach team we've played so far. They're doing. They've changed coaches this year. They're doing a really good job. Uh, the system is uh, pretty simple, but at the same time, you can see the kids uh, executing. A lot of camaraderie, a lot of discipline that they've lacked over the years. And the one thing about a Monty Forks game, at least from the Forks, Forks aspect, that this is always the biggest game to them. So uh, I'm sure they will be ready when we get up there. So it's still a lengthy bus trip, but compared to going down to White Salmon, it actually feels like a breeze. Uh, with the league, this is our first league game. Does anything change for you, or is it just basically this is what we've been doing all year, we're going to stick with it, and uh, hope things continue? Well, I think you st stick with what's been working, but, you know, we approach it as every game is the same, but there is a little more emphasis because it is a league game, and you stumble here. Uh, you you want to be in control of your own destiny, and as long as you win, you're in control of that. So anytime you stub your, your toe and lose a league game, you're it's a kind of a perilous position, especially with such a small league. So looking down the road and, and – I am a member of the 1A seating committee for the football playoffs, and I know that you don't uh, really care necessarily who you play if we're fortunate enough to get to that round, but do you follow the other schools in 1A that are that are either have a history of being successful or that are maybe having a real good year this year? 
Well, I think you, you always kind of look at the scores on Friday and then you kind of see where everyone stands after the weekend's over. Um, you know, Mount Baker kind of stands out right now just because of they lost so much last year and they they dominated us down here. Uh, the physicality of their program and, and to see that they beat Linden, who just beat Archbishop Murphy over the weekend, um, makes you kind of, you know, think that little pause there that they're they're the real deal so them and royal and you know some of the same teams otherwise but uh, mount baker beat Lyndon christian who supposedly is i mean they made it to the semis last year and have almost everybody back to see them beat Lyndon christian by two touchdowns that's pretty impressive so that's an interesting league up there it's a 1a 2a 3a combined they generally play the 1a's and 2a's play each other but um that 1A section, those teams will beat each other up, and so it's going to be real interesting to watch. I know Nooksack is not bad. Meridian's probably down a little bit this year, but they've always been good in the past. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who the survivor of that league is. That's a good way to describe it because they play each other twice, the 1As, and it's always tough to play the same team more than once in a season because the preparation they you know especially if you have beaten them then they usually prepare more uh or make more adjustments than what you do and so yeah it's really tough up there they play everybody twice we'll see how it turns out and i think mount baker came down here last year with two or three losses and they were a quality football team all the way around yes they were all right well good luck on friday uh, we'll be back again next Monday, hopefully talking about another Bulldog victory. And uh, again, appreciate your time. Thank you very much.